Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the Rumble Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Jonas Jarebko, Andrew DeClerc, Joey Devine, Ralph Simpson, Anderson Varejao. Sean Keen, Corey McGinney, Anthony Lamb, Patreons, Joe Hanrahan, thank you, Joe, Lee, thank you, Lee, Danielle, thank you, Danielle. Musical guest, Paul Revere and the Raiders. And now, the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And you are listening to the Round Ball Rock podcast. I'm here as always, with America's Uncle Dad, America's newest fiance, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. Um, Sean, question for you. Um, Colorado football this weekend. How's that been going? <laughs> you know, uh, everyone was really excited to get on board with Coach Prime mm-hmm. and uh, Coach Prime's kids. Mm-hmm. And the Buffalo 
and they they didn't do very well against Oregon. Well, Joey. they didn't lose to the Miami Dolphins by fifty points. So it's <laughs> you know what they are, the best, true. they are the they best didn't... football team in Colorado. Yeah, so. they, they... <laughs> um... they did not flirt with. Uh, I mean, Sean Payton's probably more overrated than Deion Sanders. That's that's important <laughs> yeah. to know. Uh, I think the the telling thing that happened in the game was. There was, I think it was the second quarter, and Colorado had a fourth and eight mm-hmm. at Oregon's 38, and they punted. I've got to and... say, Sean, I'm looking forward, sorry to cut you off, but I just thought of a really stupid joke. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to the movie Happy Madison makes where uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop plays Coach Prime after he's suspended for oh. doing whatever he's doing in college. Mm-hmm. And then he, then he like goes back to coaching you. He almost has to get suspended from college football and become a pro coach. Yeah. I think that might have to be what it is. Uh, I I actually think they would use Tim Meadows, but that would be all right. Um, yeah, I think, so yeah, Colorado punted on fourth and eight from Oregon's 38. And then uh, when Oregon got the ball back, uh, they went for it on fourth and four on I think their own 14 mm-hmm. yard line and they they got like 18 yards yeah. and uh then the game was over. Uh for the record, <laughs> I'm uh I'm rooting for Colorado football and coach Prime because uh I hate white football coaches. All right, um Sean, <laughs> some business off the top. Uh roundrockpod at gmail.com is where you email us your questions. Uh, follow us on, or uh, if you'd like to give us money, you can do that at patreon.com slash roundrockpod, or follow us on uh, Twitter for as long as that's, uh, for as long as that's free at roundrockpod. Um, Sean, today is the first of uh, many division previews because guess what john the season is about to start kind of i can't believe it i mean the real season just ended the mm-hmm. uh, the real heads the fiba world cup obviously <laughs> um as any american sprinter would tell you that's where the real world championship is played so congratulations to germany um we the should best also- basketball nation on earth <laughs> Uh, we should also mention uh, the reason this podcast is uh, a few days late is we kept waiting for Dame to get traded. It kept seeming like he was going to get traded, and then he didn't get traded. So you're probably going to get two round ball rocks this week. Um, Sean, prediction, where is Dame going to get traded to? Um, I think he's... It's very weird because I just... I don't really think someone besides the Miami Heat is going to trade for him on speculation. Uh, there there are rumors that the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. are getting involved. It seems insane that the Chicago Bulls are apparently getting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still kind of seems like he's still going to want to be on the Heat no matter where he gets traded. Sure. But it seems like Portland's really mad at the Heat. I my prediction is I think he's going to start the year in Portland and it's going to be really awkward. I mean, it won't be any more awkward than James Harden in Philadelphia, but yes, it will be awkward. <laughs> um, great. I think 
I think he's going to be a Toronto Raptor, Sean. Oh my God. And I think he might be a Toronto Raptor while you're listening to this, because this wow. is how our podcast works. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. And I mean, uh, so does Portland loves OG Ananobi? Is that what's going to happen? Is yeah, that, that's my they, guess. They've blown their chance at four first round. Maybe that's the idea that they can flip OG Ananobi for four first round picks. The price mm-hmm. everyone was quoting as the what it would take to get once again OG Ananobi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, but let's get to the division we're starting with. Sean is of course. Our home division, the Pacific Division. Um, Sean, do you want to run through how we do how we're gonna do this to what yes. our listeners? So we're gonna go through for any you know ball listeners that have just joined our podcast. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> first of all, we're going to relentlessly slander their ownership. Uh no, no. We're gonna go team by team in order of their finish last year. We'll talk about uh well, okay. Because this is a big season for the NBA, we always try to preview last year. um, Was it last year? Maybe it was the year before. NBA 75 Mm -hmm. was happening. That was last year, yeah. yeah. And we assigned each team uh, one of the founding fathers, one of the Mm -hmm. signers of the Declaration of Independence for that. Uh, We have have talked about uh, which divisions are which... Uh, elements, I think. I, yeah. I wish I'd remembered more of. We, I believe, but... we did which which divisions are which Avengers at one point. We also did which divisions are which friends from Friends. I believe oh, we also right. did yeah, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, so this year, because uh, the NBA is going into um, something that we've heard about for years, a new TV deal, mm-hmm. which everyone is supposed to be really excited about the new TV deal that's going to make the cap go up. Well, they're trying it. Uh, HBO Max is is, is streaming some games. You can stream inside the NBA for only 10 extra dollars a month Mm -hmm. from what you pay for regular Max. And so I've decided to to assign each team a winner of the Outstanding Comedy Series Emmy. Mm -hmm. Great. Um. I should say real quick, hilarious move by HBO Max to be like, we're adding basketball. Basketball's going to be our thing the same week they canceled winning time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, All right. Let's start with our first team, the Sacramento Kings. Sean, last year they were 48 and 34. Good for third in the West. They lost to the Warriors 4-3 to in round one. They were first in offense and 25th in defense. Uh, Sean, do you want to uh, tell our listeners who uh, they got rid of? Yeah, 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 yeah. These guys will no longer be playing in California's capital. Kick to the curb. We have Terrence Davis, bad person. Matthew Delavidova, probably deported to Australia. P.J. <laughs> Dozier, Rishon Holmes. Uh, Chimezi Metu and Nemius Queta. Keita. Yeah. Keita. Um, Keita. And joining the team to replace those guys are Chris Duarte, America's favorite old rookie, Jordan Ford, Colby Jones, Scal Labissier is back, bro. JaVale McGee, 
Jalen Slauson, who sounds like a person who doesn't exist, and Sasha Vazenkov, everyone's favorite created NBA 2K Euro player. <laughs> um, Sean, which Emmy winning series are the Sacramento Kings? Well, Joey, they are uh, a recent winner, Ted Lasso. Oh, no. um, it's a feel-good story of a coach that goes to a, a strange kind of backwater city with an intense and wacky fan base. Uh, they have cute elements like lighting the beam. Uh, there's a lovable group of European players on mm -hmm. this team and an owner that may have been trying to sabotage mm -hmm. the team for years. One other thing that they have in common with Ted Lasso is they're probably not very good. They're not actually that good. <laughs> um, Sean. Mm -hmm. I apologize to Ted Lasso and the city of Sacramento. <laughs> we call them like we see them here. A couple of questions. Um, they've really locked in last year's team with new deals for Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, and Trey Lyles. Do you like them doubling down on the one-year wonder? You know, I, I think I do as much as I don't really enjoy watching Trey Lyles play basketball. Mm -hmm. um, I I like this better than them taking a big swing on Kyle Kuzma, which mm -hmm. seemed like it was their other option and also probably wasn't going to happen. So I, I like I like kind of just, just switching it up, like bringing some guys back. And then I feel like it's much more of a in-character move to bring in like a Euro Cup MVP and a 27-year-old third-year player like Chris Duarte. Mm -hmm. You know, like he already had Sacramento energy. <laughs> um, my next question, Sean. Famously, mm. every year, the Sacramento Kings team with... Uh, Local pizza chain pizza guys. Uh, oh, here yes. is uh, here's Isaiah Thomas. What kind of guy is Isaiah Thomas? He's quick, fiery, and determined. And I'm a pizza guy. That's why I'm loving the fresh from scratch pizza at Pizza Guys. Are you a pizza guy? Then get the pizza guys. Real pizza, real value, pizza guys. So, Sean, my question <laughs> for you uh -huh. is who on this team is a pizza guy? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let me look at the roster real quick. Because I feel like they got rid of some pizza guys. Uh, uh, okay. Matthew Vadova, pizza guy. Rishon Holmes, pizza guy. Uh huh. He's a pizza guy. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, all right. Uh, I would say Chase Comanche is literally a pizza guy. Uh -huh. Like, like he's he's gonna be delivering a lot of pizzas. JaVale McGee is a pizza guy. He's Sasha, like maybe the ultimate pizza he guy. He might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be his nickname. Uh, Sasha Vezenkoff, not a pizza guy. Mm -hmm. Alex Len, I don't think he's a pizza guy. I still don't. I think Chris, Chris Duarte, I'm going to go ahead and... I think he spent too much time in college to be a pizza guy. He's eaten too much pizza. Oh, he's he's all he's a he's a he's, he's a like reformed a pizza, pizza guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> Trey Lyles is not a pizza guy. Mm -hmm. Colby Jones, a rookie out of Xavier, is definitely a pizza guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Scalabissier is he a pizza guy? He's a pizza guy. Okay, 
Great. And then um, Harrison Barnes. Not a pizza guy. Not a pizza guy. He's like a calzone guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, you know, they actually have these uh, lasagna twists that you should yeah. try. And people are like, I don't know, dude. Um, Kessler Edwards is a pizza guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabonis, I don't think he's a pizza guy. Mm-mm. Possibly not. because he also eats kosher, and that might make it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Malik Monk, he's a pizza guy. Oh, for sure. Uh, Keegan Murray, not a pizza guy. I don't no. think too Kevin too grown up. Um, at a young age. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Kevin Herter, not a pizza guy. I don't think he's not. I I don't think he is either. I think like <laughs> I think he's been called a pizza face, and that makes mm-hmm. you know <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with that. Davion Mitchell, not a pizza guy. Not a pizza guy, but Deer and mm-hmm. Fox. He's a pizza guy. Dude. No, I don't think a pizza guy would uh, rip off his fans. Oh, that's via a good point. NFT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. He, in in the metaverse, he's definitely not a pizza guy. Yeah. Um, but I think JaVale McGee, Malik Monk might be the greatest pizza guy combo. Yeah. If you're making like an NBA, NBA Showtime yeah. pizza guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Sean, last year, their defense was 25th in the league. Do they need to do something about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of rules that they suck at defense. They're like, they're like fine if they need to be, but it's like, it's not, it's not really the kind of team they have. You know what I mean? They're just like, I don't, I don't really know what they were going to do that was going to be uh, some kind of amazing mm-hmm. defensive thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Chris Duarte is not going to come and shut dudes down. Uh, Sasha Vezenkov might like knock guys down. He's mm-hmm. big. They need to like, okay. I don't really think they have to do anything about their rebounding. They sorry, their defense. I think they could possibly uh, take them some steps to deal with their mm-hmm. rebounding. And yeah. I'm not sure that the Scal Javale combo is it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. And finally, Sean. Well, uh-huh. I guess I got two more. Uh-huh. Last year, it was mostly players lighting the beam, aside from 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any Sacramento celebrities you would like to see be in their beam rotation? Okay, well, obviously Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I, might be too famous for that now. <laughs> might be too famous. That is crazy, isn't that a crazy thing? <laughs> I mean, for, for us... Uh, for us, true Gerwig heads. I've yeah, been Gerwig talking about Gerwig like, since like 2007. Like green, green, uh, Greenberg. We're like, yeah, Greenberg's yeah. girlfriend is gonna like the game. <laughs> um, uh, Brie Larson. Mm, I there is a Sacramento actress I think should be lighting the beam, but it's not Brie Larson. Um, it's Jessica Chastain, baby. Oh, she would be great. <laughs> Um, uh, about... I would like to see Colin Hanks light the beam. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we think? Oh, um, oh, he's dead. Some of these guys are dead. Um, <laughs> that I'm looking on at this list. Uh, I think Chick 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 should light the beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Uh, I oh, 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 obviously Cake should do it, and he should. Yeah, he should have to whack that weird like. Mm-hmm. What is that thing called? I think they should a make him a slap. Is yeah. that what it is? <laughs> I think they should make him re-record the distance 
where instead of saying we're going for speed, he says we're lighting the beam. Yeah, we um, actually do. We we had a distance song too about mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, he should definitely have to do uh, that. I would like to see Adrian Barbeau light the beam. That'd be tight. That'd be uh-huh. tight. Um, um, I guess I would say Nicholas Sparks. Oh, here's a great beam lighter. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Comedian yeah. Brian Posehn. Oh, wouldn't wow. you like to yeah, see Brian yeah. Posehn light the beam? <laughs> it's too bad that Joan Didion didn't live long enough to mm-hmm. light the beam because she would have been great and so confusing. <laughs> uh, um, is there anyone else I would like to see light the beam? Um, I think I would I... like them. I would like them to offer Kevin Johnson the chance to light the beam mm-hmm. and then take it away from him, and like he hits a button that doesn't work. And then <laughs> Oh, J.T. O'Sullivan. I would like to see J.T. O'Sullivan light the beam. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Wait, is Jermaine die from Sacramento? He's, no, he's from he's Richmond. From yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'd like to see... There's got to be one... Other, oh, obviously, Sean, there's a big one we missed. And that Eddie is, Murphy? of course... What? <laughs> is it Eddie Murphy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the Cramps. Oh, Sean, wow, they yeah. should get the cramps to light the beam. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, and LeVar Burton. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. they should act like he's going to get to light it every day. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, this was just a tryout. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dusty Baker. Could they get Dusty Baker to light the beam? 100% they could get Dusty Baker. Yeah. To light the beam. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> That is our yearly Sacramento celebrity people born in celebrities born in Sacramento roundup. Oh, I mean, everybody loves it. <laughs> um, Sean. Yes. Uh, according to the first place I Googled uh, for NBA over underlines, Sean, the Sacramento Kings are over 43 and a half. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, is that right? Yeah, I think it's 43. Are you taking the over or the under on the Sacramento Kings at 43 uh, and a half? 43 and a half. I am going over. Interesting, because I'm taking the under. 43 and a half? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think the West is much harder this year than it was last year. Um. And uh, I don't think they were very good. Like, I think they're fine. They're like a good team. But it's like, for me, they remind me of like the Atlanta Hawks three years ago, you know, where it was like, oh, they just had like a magical run um, and they are a above average team. I think I think we're looking at about 42, 43 wins here. That's my guess. Yeah, I would. I would probably have gone. I think they're basically going to win 44 games. That's my, that's my thought is that they might be a little worse, but I do think the team got better, but. um, Yeah. I um, just think the league got better that they're, they happen to be in. All right, Sean, the Phoenix suns last year, they were 45 and 38. Good for fourth in the West. They lost to the Nuggets 4-2 in round two. They were 15th in offense and 7th in defense. Sean, do you want to tell our listeners who got the F out of Phoenix? They 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 kicked him to the curb, buddy. 
Uh, Mo- Coach Monty Williams, Darius Baisley, Bismack Bayonbo, Tori Craig, Jock Landale, Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, Terrence Ross, Landry Shamit, and TJ Warren. All leaving Phoenix. Wild list of people who are out of there. <laughs> it's um, like how, how I'm going to be honest. Those, I just I, forgot that. I Terrence forgot they fired Monty Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And who? Here's who they added. Another crazy list of people. Bradley uh-huh. Beal. Eric Gordon. Devin Eubanks. Utah Watanabe. Kata Bates-Jop. Chemezi Mitu, Bull Bull, Aduka Azabuke, and of course, our man. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. <laughs> um, Coach Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. Sean, which Emmy winning series are the Phoenix Suns? Uh, this one's kind of, it's, it's friends. Oh, you know, okay. no one told you the Emmys were going to be this way. You're dominating ratings, but Frazier's in the way. It's like you're always considered a lead into Cheers. Mm-hmm. And it hadn't been their award ceremony until their eighth year. Basically, there's a lot of stars here. There's a lot of hype. But is this combination really that good? Seems like they're throwing a lot of resources <laughs> at this problem. Uh, they're basically paying everybody a million dollars an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but if friends had a salary cap, I don't think we would have seen Paul Rudd or Brad Pitt's appearance. They'd they'd be really leaning heavily on Janice because mm-hmm. they couldn't get like Tom Selleck sure. to be a boyfriend or anything like that. So I think I think they're friends. It's like much more famous. You're gonna see them on TV all the time. You're like, wow, that they're on again, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's gonna be like the one with the torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where Yuta Watanabe has to play 42 minutes. <laughs> I have a question for you, Joe. Yes. Let's which hear it. son is which friend? Oh, Jesus. Um, okay. It's hard because it feels like a lot of Rosses. <laughs> Like a lot of guys who are only uh, good and likable in theory, but mm-hmm. uh, whose own um, madness kind of poisons poisons them. Um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna say right off, Bull Bull is Gunther. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. That's the Where that's like, the most obvious one that comes to mind. And you're kind of like, um, this guy might be a criminal. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like very. He's like. Got an attitude problem. Uh, I could see him dyeing his hair platinum blonde at some point. Um, all right. DeAndre Ayton is Phoebe. Oh, I like that. Um, just kind of flighty. Uh, everyone unclear why he's on the team. Do you uh-huh. ever think about that? Why would anyone? Why are any of those people friends with Phoebe? It doesn't make no, any it's sense. Weird. It's really weird. And. And, and she also, never has the, a, it goes the other way. It's like, why would Phoebe be friends with these people, actually? Because Phoebe is cool and interesting and weird, and the rest and an of the artist. friends are all pretty yeah. boring. Um, all right, Devin Booker is Joey. Um, oh, okay, okay. I Okay, go ahead. Kind of, um, 
just because Devin Booker obviously good, but uh, seems a little um, himboy. I'll say, you know, <laughs> like yeah, remember that like... video of him Twitch streaming and learning that the yeah. season was canceled. Yes, yes, um, I do. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Hurt his hand riding a bike with no well uh, with well, no well, hands. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I think Kevin Durant is Monica. I oh, think. Oh, oh, okay. Um, okay. yeah. I mean, kind of... because he's the one that has the most success, even though he's crazy. Well, and he's kind of fastidious and, I mean, like, really a lunatic, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the only the only thing I would say is, uh, while Monica is a chef, Kevin Durant famously uh, barely eats. Yeah, and also hates a chef, uh, even mm-hmm. though pretends they're friends. Um, yes. All right. Um, Bradley Beal is Ross because no one <laughs> likes him and doesn't want him. The, the, he's only good in theory. Okay. Um. Uh, just have two friends to go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> then we're we're running into uh, yeah. There's trouble there's here. not there. It's a little bit of a a top heavy mm-hmm. roster. Drew Eubanks is ugly naked guy. Um. <laughs> um. God. Who? is monica i mean who is rachel on this team i guess this is gonna seem strange i think okay oh oh this one's easy terrence ross is chandler um because he's fun but useless <laughs> he's he's not actually on the team oh shit but... you're right you're right i'm looking at an old roster here damn it um i forgot terrence ross is gone dang it all right so then god i don't know sean who do you think chandler is i guess i would say it's weird because they had a bunch of chandlers last yeah. time and now it's sort of like uh, they're a bit of a Chandler free zone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I would say the guy that's like the closest to Chandler, I would say, is probably uh, Damian Lee. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of a hang. I mean, you could have said that Damian Lee was Ross, but just because he's no. someone's brother-in-law but yeah yeah um i think i think he's probably uh the chandler figure oh no you know who i think chandler is actually hold on Mm -hmm. it's the only nba player i could think who would record this video let's ride oh yeah it's our man eric gordon Mm -hmm. um fun to have around but again not really bringing a lot to the table um <laughs> yeah you get a little like there's a certain sense that uh eric gordon was sort of the last couple of years of his career he's just kind of been hanging around sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and, and also cracks probably doesn't remember most of the games he's played with the houston rockets post james harden leaving. yeah 
was like, I, not, I don't know. Not, Wait, really? for, not the, for the reasons Chandler doesn't believe that, but, yeah. uh, you know. Um. Well, and also, I mean, you could say for many years, no one knew what Chandler's job was. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been Eric Gordon since James Harden left. <laughs> um, all right. And then I so I guess that leaves us with a Rachel. It's funny. It it feels kind of to me like Devin Booker is both a Rachel and a Monica and a Joey. Because um, he's like obviously the most desirable, but also kind of uh, flighty. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he has a lot of Rachel energy. Uh-huh. For sure. But you know what? I could also see um, Josh Kogi being a Rachel a little bit like um, kind of a guy who uh, Jennifer Aniston was a person that friends like discovered. And now a lot yeah. of teams want him. You know yeah. what I mean? Took like, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can see that for sure. Like um, I kind of took a took a while to, to find um yeah her her role mm-hmm. you know like he was basically a waitress for the timberwolves yeah and now they're, <laughs> they're giving him a chance to to really show his stuff um all right that took me much longer than i thought it would sorry about that um <laughs> sean question for you uh-huh. about the uh dunked on brain nba media landscape we yes, currently yes. live in um the suns get a lot of credit from quote unquote smart fans for their minimum signings mm-hmm. are they really that good <laughs> um is yuta watanabe really a guy everyone should have been coveting no i i'm like surprised by all of this like kata bates diop mm-hmm. um I kind of like Chibnazi Metu, but like he didn't really play for the Kings last year. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the Bull Bull is just not good at NBA basketball. Like that's I mean, he's good at uh NBA Twitter highlights. Yes, that's true. Um and yeah, it's like it's like every time you hear about um like a seven footer who can really handle the ball, mm-hmm. it's not really that great. Like a seven footer yeah. who can pass the ball, sure, but the fact that Bull Bull can dribble behind his back and between his legs usually uh, is turns out to be a negative. Mm-hmm. No offense, he's it's cool <laughs> to watch, but I just don't I don't think that's really going to uh, help a title contending team. But the other thing that's just weird about this team is they were just like the sky's the limit. We are we are opening up the vault and then it was like and we are trading Landry Shamit and Cameron Payne for cash considerations mm-hmm. and well, second round picks four years from and now. they're about to trade DeAndre Ayton for Yusuf uh, Nurkic we should mention which, which is you know what Nurkic wild. is a Rachel for sure <laughs> <laughs> Nurkic is the Rachel that they're missing actually um because again a lot of Rosses on the team. It, it is a lot of Rosses. So, <laughs> so he's going to, he might have a little bit of a bromance with yeah. somebody on that Yusuf team. Yusuf Nurkic is the Rachel. Gary Trent is the Phoebe. Um, okay, there you that, go. Yeah, there we go. That's what's yeah. going to happen here. All right. Uh, I mean, look, the, I. Yeah, finally, there. that's actually, this is 
the key to NBA team building is every NBA team has to have a Ross, a Rachel, a Joey, a Chandler, a, Chandler, a, Monica, a Monica, and a Phoebe. <laughs> That's how true, true NBA champions are built. Yeah. <laughs> and what the Suns yeah. will finally acquire the two pieces they're missing. Yeah. I mean, look, you look at Aaron Gordon. He was a mm-hmm. Rachel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Sean, question about Frank Vogel. Um, Uh Michael Porter Jr. is a Phoebe, by the way. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Is he the coach that can finally make Kevin Durant happy? Oh, of course he can. I mean, he's got that (laughs) uplifting energy that everybody needs. Um, You know, what has Kevin Durant always wanted is a more defensive-minded coach. A a depressed man who he can push around. Uh What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. (laughs) I also feel like Frank Vogel is more miserable in a sunny city. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Vogel and Monty Williams are probably coaching the wrong teams right now. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. They should switch. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas did not want Monty Williams to keep coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shadow GM of the Phoenix Suns yeah. didn't like it. Um, I mean, I think Kevin Durant will probably, like this year, it'll probably be okay. But I would not be surprised if Frank Vogel did not make it through next season. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine this year. But um, I don't. it's just funny that they were really insistent on getting a defensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. And that's just probably not really going to happen with this team. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be, they should be really good on offense. Um. <laughs> All right. My final question, Sean, who's uh-huh. the point guard on this team? <laughs> it's Bradley Beal, baby. That's what they have sure announced. It's, not, it's, it's got, it's really Devin Booker though, right? This is like a... Uh, an A-Rod, Derek Jeter thing where... Where they're moving the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what's what's kind of weird to me is that... I'm not even really sure who the backup point guard is. It's Saban Lee, right? Oh, I guess it's Saban I mean, he's yeah, on a two-way. I, I like Saban Lee, actually. Saban Lee's cool, but um, cool player. But is but, it like... No, I it's... it's, Saban, it's Damian Lee... It's but Eric Gordon. Really it's Eric Gordon. Yeah, which um. is also weird. Like, like <laughs> everyone will talk about Eric Gordon being a point guard, but like, I mean, it might be Bull Bull, dude. Yeah, Bull Bull bringing it up, <laughs> Mister Ball Security. I mean, they say it's. I've heard that about Eric Gordon before, but it's like it didn't, has not really passed the ball particularly in the last ten years. But, but he he can still do it. He's he's an amazing guy. Uh-huh. So. Let's ride. Um, all right, Sean. They're over unders fifty one and a half. What do you think? I'm I'm just going with the conservative under. I just think someone's gonna get hurt. I am also taking the under, um, because this is the exact type of team that uh let's just say sleepwalks through like a third of their games thinking they've uh-huh. already won the championship. <laughs> it's uh it's reminiscent of the Dwight Howard, the first time Lakers. I see. I was gonna say this is reminiscent of uh, any of those New Jersey Nets teams. Kevin Durant. I mean, Brooklyn Nets teams. Kevin Durant was on. 
yeah um it's just it it's more just kind of like i i hate to you know bet against a guy's health but kevin durant's gonna play like 50 games now so they'll be really good when he's playing but like will they be like 40 and 10 when he's playing the one thing i'll say that makes me almost want to take the over uh-huh. is i will say i do respect devin booker's like actual like wanting to win more than any of the nets you know what i mean oh like, right 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 yeah his yeah, yeah. competitiveness and uh like he's <laughs> devin booker is not kyrie irving or james harden you know what i mean like yeah. Well, and he's um, not really like prioritizing a contract either. Yeah, he's uh yeah, I'm going to take the under but I I wouldn't be surprised if I was wrong. And, and actually, it's only because of Devin Booker, not because yeah. of literally anyone else on the team. Well, I mean, if they really do um flip Aiton for look, I don't believe in Nurkic at all, but I like Gary Trent Jr., so I kind of I kind of like that. Uh, for for regular season, sure. Not about the playoffs. Nurkic also hurt literally all the time. Yeah, not literally, uh, but <laughs> mo- half the time. Literally all right, the, the Los Angeles Clippers, Sean. Uh-huh. Last year, they went forty four and thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were sixteenth in offense, eighteenth in defense. Who did they get rid of? Uh, they got rid of Eric Gordon mm-hmm. and Malcolm Brogdon's MRI results. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're bringing in. Oh man, Sean! You know what I just realized I'd made and I forgot. Oh, What's up, Suns fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I'm yeah, glad. Well, that, I'm glad I'm... that Frank got to. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, they're bringing in though Kenyon Martin Jr., Jordan Miller, and Kobe. Kobe Bean Brown. Um, finally joining the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers finally got Kobe, Sean. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna um I I think when whenever somebody uh fails to get separation in the lane and throws mm-hmm. up an awkward floater. They're going to yell, Kobe Brown. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sean, which Emmy winning series are the Los Angeles Clippers? Uh, The Los Angeles Clippers are Seinfeld, Mm. Joey. They are a team about nothing. Uh, Kawhi (laughs) Leonard can't maintain a relationship with a team before some little neurotic thing ruins everything. Uh, Paul George is George. (laughs) <laughs> He's stuck in a rut because he has to be near his parents constantly, you know. Uh, he constantly chokes in pressure situation, and he tries to get things like playoff P going. Mm-hmm. He definitely will have a summer of George in the future. Um, Ty Lu is the Elaine. He should be a normal, competent adult, but the, uh, the maniacs surrounding him ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can never decide whether Terrence Mann is sponge-worthy and uh steve balmer their owner is a kramer figure because he's 
He's constantly making wacky entrances and has wild mm-hmm. plans. Like, you gotta see these bathrooms at the Intuit yeah, Dome, uh, Jerry. A hundred toilets, Jerry. Yeah. A hundred uh, toilets, Jerry. Um, <laughs> it's yep. gonna be good. And then the old <laughs> owner is like Michael Richards because he loves to say the N-word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't not... Uh, you brought it up. <laughs> Toilets! 1,160 toilets to urinals! Three times the NBA average number of toilets and urinals! We do not want people waiting in line. We want them to get back to their damn seats uh, at the end of the half before the game. Clocks! Clocks! My favorite part of that. Just clocks! All right. Um, yeah, did you, did, you know, since then he has, um, he went on Paul George's podcast and he talked about how they they had an acre of scoreboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so con- such a confusing measurement, but I love it. Um, all right, Sean. Uh, my first question is: Will you feel better about this team once they trade Terrence Mann for James Harden? <laughs> uh, yes, because it's like I think I think Terrence Mann deserves to be free. And uh, oh, you think being on the Sixers is being free, huh? <laughs> I mean, relatively. I mean, he just he just needs a new, a new guy in charge. J- boy, did you love how people talked about Terrence Mann like he was like a second year player? Yeah, when he's like twenty seven years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really great. <laughs> I love Terrence Mann though, so I'm kind of like, I don't mind it. I don't really think he's a point guard though. That's the that's mm-hmm. the real. Uh, like, I, I understand why you wouldn't want him to be the point guard. I would just have him on the floor all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily bringing the ball up, but playing the, the two or the three. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this team, I don't even know what to do with this team, Sean. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a wild, it's wild stuff. Um, I, mean, I, I really don't know. It's it's so strange because I, I, I don't know how you predict what's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard, who had another knee surgery this mm-hmm. year. Um, but knee surgeries are kind of bad for you, Joey. Yeah. And he's he just seems like such a strange guy. And again, will look still looks really, really good. At times. All right, here's the thing I want to say, Sean. I just went to ESPN's Clippers roster page. Okay. And here's a very funny thing about ESPN's roster, Clippers roster page. They have listed as two separate players, KJ Martin and Kenyon Martin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. ESPN. (laughs) <laughs> they even have two separate headshots. The Kenyon Martin Jr. What? one has a Rockets headshot, and the Clippers one has a Cl- and the KJ Martin has a oh, Clippers no. one. <laughs> oh no! Um. So yeah, they, I do feel like this could be a relatively successful regular season team, though. Like maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I we say, we think that every year, and then they're like the seventh seed. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, of course. Now, now, do you think it's a bad sign 
that uh, Nick Nick Batum's wife has already announced his retirement from the NBA in a year. No, I think that's a good sign, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I think like it just seems like a very unathletic team to Mm -hmm. me. Um, and what you don't like Bones Highland? I mean, I used to really like Bones Highland, (laughs) but he's very small. Uh huh. Um, and then KJ they have Martin a blogger is very their, athletic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> their their third string point guard is a blogger. No, it's an amazing story for Jason Preston, mm-hmm. but um, he he didn't even look good in summer league. Mm-hmm. And you know, you should look well. Sean, they have Russell Westbrook when you're. <laughs> that's true. Oh, they've got well. So yeah, that's that's their real guy. Um, I don't know. It's I'm I'm really fascinated by this team. It's, it's funny you're fascinated by them because at this point I find them completely boring and uninteresting. <laughs> it's it's just it's such a bizarre roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they're going to trade a bunch of these people for James Harden, though, right? I think they probably will. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and I I had kind of forgotten that Westbrook. Because Harden has has chased so many guys out of town mm-hmm. and alienated teammates, I forgot that he that when Westbrook got traded from the Rockets, it was just because Harden's like, heads up, I'm gonna make these guys trade me. Mm-hmm. And then Russell Westbrook yeah. went to Daryl Morey. He's like, uh, well, I guess it wasn't Daryl Morey anymore, <laughs> but uh, he he went to management. It's like, can you send me somewhere else, please? Yeah. Question, Sean. Yeah. Robert Covington. <laughs> yeah. That's my question. Robert Covington? <laughs> I mean, he he gave this interview with The Athletic. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, he thought that he was going to be headed back to Philadelphia imminently in uh, a, a, a James Harden trade. Mm-hmm. And he just sounded so upset about being on the Clippers and like being benched all the time and just being like stuck. Cause he wasn't even really like, I don't think he was really that thrilled to even be in. Yeah. He says he got a vendetta. Mm-hmm. He said he had a vendetta, but I believe it's against his own team. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, he's, he thought he was going to get traded six months ago and he's still on the team and he never got to play. And he's just so, and he also was playing with, um, <laughs> playing all these runs with one of Nick nurse's assistants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He's just, he just seems so upset and like, like he, he was so underrated for a while. And now he's just like the most depressed man. Yeah. I don't know. He might snap if they don't trade him. I think think he could fight Chuck the Condor. Just like clothesline Chuck the Condor going on to the court one day. And that will definitely make um, Balmer trade him. You think? Right? If he did something to Chuck? Yeah, you're probably right. I'm just saying it's personal, you know. Uh, They also ask him in this article... Have you gotten a chance to talk to Ty Lu? No. Do you think mm-hmm. that conversation will happen at some point? 
If it do, it do. If it don't, I won't dwell on it. I haven't talked to T since the season ended. <laughs> so they're in great shape. Also, Ty Lue also isn't a contract year. It's it's crazy that, like, like that's why it's almost better to have Harden. Like, have every single player on the roster insecure about their future, including the coach and the general manager mm-hmm. going into a new arena. Like, that's that's like theater to me. <laughs> well, they're over under, Sean. 46 and a half. I'm going under. I mean, I th- they'll be healthier than last year, and they won 44 games. And I this think is I'm taking one. the over, actually, even though I've just been like, this team is boring. <laughs> I Maybe just they, think they're due actually for a season where Kawhi and Paul George play more than 15 games together. <laughs> yes. Well, and I also think that I think Paul George should probably be kind of okay. Didn't he didn't he have both? I don't know. That that guy, that dude this time seems like he got a lot of rest and mm-hmm. instead of trying to force his way back into the lineup, he just sat and recorded some podcasts and that's one of the healthiest things you can do joey (laughs) um all right sean look we're doing something different for our divisions this year uh every episode we're gonna have an expert on to talk about one team in the division uh someone who knows the team inside and out Uh, Someone who is possibly employed by uh, someone to write specifically about that team. And uh, for our Pacific Division preview, uh, we have a a very special guest on to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Uh, He's a blogger for Golden State of Mind. Uh, He's a comedian. Uh, He's an uncle dad. His name is Sean Keen. (laughs) Sean! My special guest about the Golden State Warriors. Um, hey, Joey. <laughs> uh, last year, they went 44-38, and 38, good for sixth in the West. They lost 4-2 to two to the Lakers in round two. They were eighth in offense and 17th in defense. Uh, they got rid of a lot of people. Anthony Lamb, good riddance, buddy. <laughs> Ty Jerome. <laughs> Andre Iguodala, Jamichael Green, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Ryan Rollins, Jordan Poole, the second timeline, Dante DiVincenzo, (laughs) and Bob Myers, who claimed he didn't want to work in sports anymore, but now just hangs out with every single sports team imaginable. So Mm. really what he wanted to do was get away from Joe Lacob. Um, Joining the team, (laughs) Chris Paul, Dario Saric, Brandon Pojemski, Trace Jackson Davis, Usman oh. Garuba, and some wing player who will definitely be named Rudy Gay. Um, <laughs> I forgot to. Look oh, and Corey, Corey Joseph. Joseph. Sorry, yeah. Um, special guest Sean Keen. Which Emmy-winning series are the Golden State Warriors? You know, I was actually did not realize this had won. Um, best comedy series mm-hmm. it's the golden girls because they are old as fuck <laughs> um you know why you know what else uh another reason they're um the golden girls of course 
mm-hmm. is uh, they're all about as tall as um, Sophia, uh, Sophia Petrillo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and also <laughs> like B. Okay. Arthur would definitely play center for yeah. this Golden State Warriors. They're also team. about as fast as those. Yeah. Guys. So I, I would say probably with this team, they don't quite fit into the Golden Girls template. But I would say that Clay's definitely Rose, the Buddy White character, right? Mm-hmm. Chris sure. Paul's Chris Paul's Sophia. She's the oldest and probably has a lot of stories about living in other places. I don't know um, though. Chris Paul is also mean though, like Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, well, like, but Draymond's also mean. Draymond's yeah. like mean. Um, but, but see, there's also makes... something about Draymond to me that makes him a Blanche. <laughs> yeah, but but Steph's like Steph's like pretty publicly horny. Yeah, so I that's think true. He's a Blanche, you know, like if she was really into feet. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. But I think I think Clay has to be the Rose because he's the only like naive one. But he has some Blanche qualities as well. Hmm. So, wow, they're like all the Golden Girls wrapped into one. <laughs> what you want your nba championship contender to look like yeah um all right sean i I had one question for you sure so this year joey the warriors promoted mike dunleavy jr traded for chris paul and flirted with signing dwight howard are they trying to kill you dead yes this joe lake up for some reason wants me to put rocks in my pockets and walk into the ocean (laughs) yeah that that's what they want you to do they are they are trying to force me to kms um (laughs) uh i will say the fact that they didn't sign dwight howard was the most encouraging thing that they did this offseason yeah 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 (laughs) it's it's weird because what i hated was people talking themselves into it Mm-hmm. Um, but I did I did like that Draymond Green when news that the veterans had signed off on taking Dwight and Dwight mm-hmm. was going to practice. Yeah, he uh, he, he quoted the "I have a dream." He had an yeah. "I have a dream" speech, but also he was very condescending to poor Jason Dumas um, yeah. <laughs> of Cron Four News. Um, all right, Sean, you're an expert. You get paid yeah. to watch this team. Uh, let's start with last year's team. Okay. Why was last year's team so fucked up? (laughs) I mean, I like you had the punch. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Poole was mad the whole time. I'm going to say, which is also not like, I'm not saying he didn't deserve to be really mad. Mm -hmm. Cause he got punched in the face. Yeah. Well, and he just, um, yeah, like, I honestly think it would have made a difference if they had suspended Draymond Green for at least a single game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just, uh, well, and then and then you just have these weird things where Draymond, Draymond comes out and it's been two seasons, and then he has this revelation that he never talks to Jonathan Kaminga uh-huh. instead of yelling at him. And yep. that's weird, but but mostly they just they okay. The the like 
off-court tainted stuff is signing Anthony Lamb mm-hmm. and not really doing anything about Draymond and Jordan Poole fighting. The overarching thing, though, is just a total misunderstanding of what you're supposed to do to defend an NBA title, mm-hmm. which is not um, have like six 20-year-olds that you're relying on, ostensibly. Like, it just, uh, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, but like, trade trade those picks. Mm-hmm. Just, just trade that first rounder, trade the second rounder. There's plenty of vets you can just sign on a minimum. Don't, because then they then they traded those guys a year later for nothing. So it was kind of like, well, it wasn't for nothing, Sean. Well, they got they got it was Chris for Paul. Chris Paul and Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, and and for cutting payroll, but like mm-hmm. it's it was just an insane way to go about things when it's kind of like they already had two young players. You know what I mean? And they they were stuck with Wiseman, obviously, mm-hmm. but it just was this weird. I don't know, like letting Gary Payton go and then trading for him. I mean, that's better than holding on to James Wiseman, but they just, it's just like not what you, somehow the front office managed to alienate the young players and the old players at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's really something. Yeah. But yeah, you just can't, you can't just have like two project rookies and a project veteran, like Andre Mm -hmm. Iguodala, you know, it's like, uh, so and then I'm sure um, I have a feeling, and this is not with any like reporting I know or anything, but uh, it seems like Joe Lacob has worn some people out a mm-hmm. bit, including Steve Kerr. Like, would you be shocked if this was Steve Kerr's last year coaching? Well, that was actually going to be my next question. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, Steve Kerr's in the final year of his contract, um, which is not usually something coaches like to do no, uh, is no be a lame duck um and while i do generally consider steve kerr to be lame <laughs> um what's going on there dog <laughs> like i just i don't know it just seems like it to me it feels like the Warriors A waited a little too long, which you know is they kind certainly of the, did with Bob Myers. They waited too long with Bob Myers, and now Steve Kerr's number is just going to be higher yeah. because Monty Williams and Greg Popovich just signed enormous deals. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were pretending that they were they had made Bob Myers a really large offer, but they clearly didn't mm-hmm. because he left. You know, yeah. it's just uh, <laughs> these are these aren't really even that that complicated. But yeah, like uh, you know, you you've got a uh, I don't know. They've they've done this before. They chose not to pay Jerry West, which I don't really think mattered. But mm-hmm. it is kind of shitty to give him like a fifty percent pay cut. That's mm-hmm. all. Not that he wouldn't have been depressed anyway. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so it's weird and it's it's hard to tell if they're being kind of cheap in a weird area or mm-hmm. if it's like Lakeup doesn't like that everybody else gets more credit. Um, but also, I mean, Sticker might be also. I mean, he's pretty rich, 
at this point mm-hmm. and he might kind of want to just do tv like no fucking way dude you think he's going to take another job somewhere? if he leaves the warriors it'll be because <clears throat> he takes another job well he could also you know would it be that shocking if he was the next spurs coach for example well but they just paid pop i don't oh, know he might be he might be the next clippers coach yeah they, or... they'll pay him and he lives in the palisades anyway right I mean, couldn't you also see uh, the Milwaukee Bucks firing Adrian Griffin this mm-hmm. year? And uh, the way they get um, Giannis to stay is by overhauling their team, including rehiring Steve, uh, hiring Steve Kerr as their coach. No, I also I wouldn't be all that shocked if he coached the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are those are all like pretty potentially tempting situations Mm -hmm. and actually the other place i could maybe see him going and they're you know granted it comes down to whether they pay him a lot of money is uh the portland trailblazers Uh so yeah i I guess you're right he probably is it depends on how it goes though you know what i mean like if he's leaving the warriors after a first round loss i think they're dead he's definitely you know, jumping to another team. If they have a good year, um, I could see him. And and this is assuming he doesn't get an extension, which I don't think he's going to get. Um, they have a chance to. Uh, I think I think he would take a year off and maybe do TV for a year and like wait. It's just like it kind of depends on if he feels like he has something to prove. Sean, will you be worried if he starts a new podcast midway through the season like yes, Bob Myers yes. did? <laughs> horribly, horribly worried. I mean, once that happened, we both knew he was gone. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Sean, the Warriors brought in some guys you hate. <laughs> they did. They Which did. new guy do you hate the most? <laughs> I have to say, I mean, it would have been Dwight Howard. I don't hate any NBA player more than I hate Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. I don't think i mean setting aside your kevin porter juniors your right your miles your real scum like like that's dwight is dwight is is a sex criminal don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. he's sort of like an uncharged sex criminal and that that actually is just a bonus like i would hate him almost nearly as much so i don't want to keep saying sex criminal joey please stop Uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, I will say that I don't hate Chris Paul as much as I did two years ago. Okay. And I'm not really even sure why that is. Um, It's because you have always had a secret like of the Suns. That's why. Oh, that that might be why it is. But I mean, I was rooting against them the whole playoffs. Sure, but you still, there's part of you that's like, oh, Jason Kidd, uh, Steve Nash. I love the Suns. Yeah, Yeah, I did. I did. They're like one of the teams that I root for for no reason. Just like I always root for UCLA basketball. Mm-hmm. And there's not really any reason for it. And yeah. Um, yeah, just so that that probably is part of it. And I also think he's really interesting, even though he's, uh, I guess I just, Chris Paul is my Roman Empire, Joey. <laughs> I'm thinking about Chris Paul all the time. The State Farm universe, uh, his, he's weirdly good at bowling. Um, he has that Zelig quality where everything, every time something really weird happens in the NBA, he's somehow involved. Yeah, don't you kind of worry about that part of it? <laughs> yes, yes, I this do. Team? No, it's, it's like, 
yeah, like, yeah, he was there when Steve Kerr fist fought uh, Joe Laker. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, I would, I that wouldn't be what I think. What I would be worried about. I, I mean, mean it could I, be, I feel like a lot of things could happen. Uh, <laughs> like it turns out, the Chase Center was built really shoddily. Yeah, and a wine cellar collapses during a game. Um, yeah. I don't know. You never know. Like, I never would have thought that a lot of the things that happened around Chris Paul mm-hmm. would happen. And yet they did. Like, he's barricaded a man inside a home mm-hmm. to get he him to not sign played, as a free agent. He played in a different city <laughs> because of Hurricane Katrina. And that city later got an NBA, stole an NBA team from another uh-huh. NBA city because and of then it. He was, and he was <laughs> traded there. Then he yeah. was traded there. <laughs> Like it's it's very weird. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I don't really hate Chris Paul as much as I used to. If this had happened mm-hmm. two years ago, I would have been like livid. And now I just think it's incredibly weird that they traded for Chris Paul. That does yeah. not change. It still is like I'm I I still think it's probably more of just a salary cap move. But it is bizarre. It is so weird that he's going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they start him, that will be. I guess we have to talk about that, even though I don't think it matters. (laughs) Uh, No, it doesn't seem like it should matter at all. Are they going to start Chris Paul? (laughs) Like, isn't isn't the whole idea of having Chris Paul is that he's always playing when Steph Curry sits? Yes. So why doesn't he just come off the bench? Well, I guess. Well, I guess if Steph is playing entire quarters in the first and third, Chris Paul has to play the first six minutes of the second and the fourth. But, I mean... But they're also... They have to play Chris Paul more than 12 minutes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they do. So they'll play together. I just... It just seems like poor, poor Kevon Looney, you know? I don't think he cares, man. He doesn't. I I just feel like... He's always he's he's always the guy that's but like, it is yeah, we're weird. actually going to bring him off the bench. It we're is gonna, weird. Is we're going to start is, Jordan Poole. Here's my question. Is Kevon Looney their third best player? No, it's, it's Clay is still very good, I think. I mean, Looney Looney's very good, but but Clay, like. I just he still led the league in threes last year, like he's not. I mean, he was definitely disappointing in the playoffs and he was definitely not in tremendous shape last season but i'm i kind of give him the benefit of that i mean he shot he made 41 percent of his threes his defense was stupid uh-huh. but um, his shot selection also stupid like I mean, literally it, detrimental to the team in i the mean playoffs. it was but he also yes but i i don't know i I don't really blame him for the playoff. It's he's just. I think he was just. I think he'll be in better shape this year. Here's like my this. other question. Actually, let's talk about the playoffs really quickly. Sean, okay. do you find that it's strange that the reason they lost to the Lakers, besides everything else that was going on, is because yeah. they were uh, way too small uh-huh. that they got even smaller. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 uh, not encouraging. I would say. Um, also, it seems like they're a team that is both small and slow. Is that a yes. combination we've ever seen before in the this NBA? This might be <laughs> unprecedented, actually. It could be. Like, like, a bunch of guys whose best skill is, like, shooting and being balanced. Um, mm-hmm. 
So because normally the idea mm -hmm. is when you go small, it's to go it's to be faster than and the other team. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um. But that that's not the case here. <laughs> no, they're not. Because uh, I remember watching uh, in a different playoff series, Deer and Fox and Malik Monk. Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't uh, getting contained by the Warriors' defense. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that they yeah. they might have had some struggles with that. Mm -hmm. And now they've added a guy who's five feet eleven. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> I mean he's in he is in really good shape for a thirty eight year old, but he mm -hmm. is also a thirty eight year old. So old, slow, and short is mm -hmm. what they are dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, I just I've thought this before. I feel like there's no way that you can't play Moses Moody more than twenty minutes a game this year. But I've thought mm -hmm. that before. Much like last season. Uh -huh. um, but he was, I mean, he was messing up a lot at the start of the season. He's also not exactly fast. <laughs> no, but he's a, he's, a he's young, athlete. but he's not fast. Um. Well, I, I, I think he, who's the fastest guy on the team? It's Wiggins, probably. Oh, yeah. Wiggins is really fast. Um, so, yeah, well, when he, he tries to run hard, but that's not a guarantee either. <laughs> Wow, you're you're really slandering the boys on this one. Uh, I mean, it's. I guess we now have to talk about Jonathan Kaminga, uh, really yeah, quickly. Yeah, um, a lot of the Warriors veterans keep going on podcasts and are like really passing the buck on Jonathan Kaminga. They're like, Chris Paul's really gonna unlock Jonathan Kaminga. Uh -huh. By like, he's already working out with him. And it's like, why didn't you do that the last three years? <laughs> uh, well, Draymond didn't have any relationship at all with him. He mm -hmm. said. So yeah. um, I don't really blame. I think I have a little more latitude for Clay Thompson than you do. Mm -hmm. But I just think his like rehab and injuries were so horrific i'm kind of like i don't blame him for not being a great mentor for these guys dream on green i blame i blame yeah. him a little bit yeah um and you know i i also think that when you have um i do think that things like you know leadership and intangibles are really important but when you just aren't playing at all like you can't expect andre iguodala to be much of a force when he just is like literally not able to play you know sure so um also let's talk about the coach and the two young players uh is he gonna play them this year i feel like they have to but i also <laughs> thought i mean look he, they did play Kaminga quite a bit last year it wasn't like he was not playing mm -hmm. until the playoffs when they had just decided that they, I mean, he was getting killed by the Lakers too. So it's not like he was some magic, but you know, he played 20 minutes a game last year. Mm -hmm. um, just it, it slightly just, more than Anthony Lamb. It just uh, was very strange for them in two straight playoff series to be uh Getting out athleticism, like outsped and then also outbigged, and for him not to play the fast, well, strong yeah, guy. Yeah, but, but um, that's like that's like 
that's like they've played LeBron enough to know that like that Jonathan Kaminga is exactly the guy that LeBron James is going to sure. pick on and abuse all the time. But the uh, the other idea is uh uh I love Gary Payton the second. Don't get me yep. wrong, but yep. uh he can't guard Anthony Davis. <laughs> what? Um all right. Uh Sean. Yeah. Is there going to be a player fight this year? Um maybe, but it it'll be a weird one. It'll be I, like Usman Garuba takes a shot at Corey Joseph. I fully expect there to be in around January, a Clippers style blow up between Chris Paul and Draymond Green. Ooh, on I the, love that. On the bench. And okay. people will be losing their minds. Yeah. And then Chris Paul will be traded for somehow a smaller guard yeah. at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> say Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Over under 48 and a half, Sean. I'm going over. Um, I, I mean, it's a good number. I mean, they only won 44 games last year, Sean. Yeah, but, uh, I just think, I just think they, while the Chris Paul edition is weird, um, their starting five was so good when they played together and just. Yeah, but now they have a starting five that's not going to ever have played together. Well, Okay. But Chris Paul, I just, Jordan Poole was so terrible and played so many minutes last year. Mm-hmm. I just, almost anyone in place of him, I would pick a couple games uh, of improvement. That's sort of my worry, though, actually, is like, look, we all know I'm not a Jordan Poole fan. I've said it right. many times on this podcast, but he did mm-hmm. play like 38 minutes a game for this team. Something that Chris Paul and Steph Curry can't really do eighty-two times. Um, I just, I just don't think they're which means anything. It was terrible. Corey Joseph is starting though, uh, for like at least fifteen games. <laughs> uh, well, I am not a real Corey Joseph fan, uh-huh. but. I feel like I don't know if this is backed up in the numbers, but I think they were better with Ty Jerome than Jordan Poole last year. Yeah, they don't Another have him slow either, guy. though. No, I'm I know. Um, I'm just I'm just saying like Jordan Poole uh can't shoot threes. He turns the ball over all the time. I know. Oh, I know. And so I just I don't think they're really missing that much. Like <sighs> scoring off guard who doesn't particularly pass. That is a pretty replaceable thing. I don't know. I mean, it to me, under. I think under. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe There's a legitimate chance there. this season is a disaster, like a like a horrific disaster. I think. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen, but it's very possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's uh, life when you're light years ahead. All right, Sean. Um, we gotta hurry through this one a oh, yeah, bit because yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go to work. But let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, oh, last year they went forty-three and thirty-nine. They were twentieth in offense, eleventh in defense. Those numbers are slightly uh, 
skewed, though, because they were one of the worst basketball teams anyone's ever watched for about two thirds of the season. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Made a million trades. Yeah. Um, who did they get rid of? Uh, they got rid of Mo Bamba, Malik, Teach Me How to Smoke Weed, Beasley, Troy Brown, Junior, Wenyan Gabriel, Shaquille, the real Shaq Harrison, <laughs> uh, FEMA champion Dennis Schroeder, mm-hmm. Cole Swider, Tristan Thompson, somehow still in the NBA, and Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, they did add one guy in straight Vogel style. What's up, Laker fans? Christian Wood here. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. They added Christian Wood, Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, Jalen Hood, Shafino, Colin Castleton, Demoy Hodge, and my man Alex Fudge. <laughs> Fudge Peckin. Uh, which Emmy-winning series are they, Sean? Uh, they are the office. Mm-hmm. Joey, you love the office. Oh yeah, so much. Uh, <laughs> the office. Well, it's a mock documentary, and there at all times there are at least two or three Lakers documentaries being made mm-hmm. at all times. That's true. Uh, I feel like just like the office, people get way too into the supporting characters on this team, and uh, will often want a larger role for somebody who is effectively a role player. Looking at you, Phyllis. Um, <laughs> their boss, uh, LeBron James, has wacky schemes like trademarking Taco Tuesday. But at its at its core, it's a workplace romance between a disgraced stand-up comedian and a team owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torian Prince is going to spend the entire season making faces to the camera when Cam Reddish fumbles the ball or Anthony Davis falls down for the third time in a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they also they love pranks. You know we love the pranks on the office, right, Joey? Like when LeBron gets a guy traded to the Washington Wizards. Funny prank. <sighs> Sean, yeah. How will Jay Moore's influence be felt on this team? <laughs> For those just, of you that don't know, yeah. Jay Moore, comedian Jay Moore from mm-hmm. I say that in uh, air quotes. Uh, <laughs> Comedian Jay Moore and Jeannie Buss got married last week. Finally, mm-hmm. you heard it here first. Um, we did break the news of their romance many mm-hmm, years ago. True. On this podcast. Um, yeah, that's why Cameron Crowe still has round, at Round Rock Pod on his newsbreakers list. <laughs> Cameron Crowe, this is an invitation. Would you like to come on our podcast and talk? Only about basketball and or roadies. Mm-hmm. I would Xavier love to McDaniel. talk to you about roadies. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, Sean, go ahead. Uh, uh, how is it going to be felt? It's kind of like um, when you're living in a house and you don't realize there's mold in the walls. Mm-hmm. You don't like directly ever suspect that, but it's just the ambiance of the room and it just it just kind of makes you sick and you don't even realize what's happening but and then it turns out um there's a toxic presence in the building all the time and it's slowly <laughs> making you want to die uh, fair enough <laughs> uh, who's getting traded in at the deadline sean d'angelo russell <laughs> um, uh 
I also think uh, Cam Reddish. Sean, the answer is Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. He gets traded every deadline. Oh, and Jackson Hayes. Mm -hmm. I I think we did. We did not mention Jackson Hayes. Bad guy. Fuck Jackson Hayes. I think Um, he could be gone already because they added Christian Wood. I actually think that gives them Jackson Hayes insurance. Reddish, Russell, Hayes, I think will be gone. And, you know, um, I mean, I have to figure out, I'd have to go into the trade machine to figure out what, how much additional salary they'd have to um, put together with D'Angelo Russell to get Chris Paul from the Warriors after Mm -hmm. his fight with Draymond. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, Yeah. I also could definitely see Gabe Vincent getting traded right away, too. Um, (laughs) That being said, Sean, Mm -hmm. I have terrible news. What's that? I really liked the offseason for the Los Angeles Lakers. It was great. (laughs) Like, they they didn't lose anyone, like... Who who would they be upset about not having from this group? Like maybe Schroeder because he was pretty good for them. Um, yeah, but, but um, Lonnie Walker did win them on some playoff games. <laughs> that is true. That was a rough moment for the Warriors. Uh-huh. It's weird because they got they got so hammered in the final game. It's sort of weird to remember that two of the games basically just came down to the wire, mm-hmm. and one of them was because Lonnie Walker made every shot he took. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think they would have lost in seven instead of six, but uh series a little bit, a little bit closer. Okay. Especially because uh, whatever you say, well, it was embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh... Whatever you say. All right. Um, uh, Sean, what's the yes. next book LeBron James is going to pretend to read? Oh, this is good. Um, I think that it should be like a really acclaimed, like YA fiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, wait, hold on. Let me. I know what it is. What is it? It's the Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. <laughs> <sighs> Am I right? Well, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think which one of his I've re- I've only read the Nickel Boys. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the he's not going to read the. Well, I guess he's not going to read it anyway. That's yeah, a pretty good one. <laughs> Should probably read the Underground Railroad. It's good. It's Nickel really Boys good. is good. Yeah. So, um, I think. I mean, that's a really good. That's a really good one. Um, I just, it's yeah, because it's got to be kind of new. Um, what if what if he's reading? Um, let me let me find this title I'm looking for. What if he's reading um, Foucault's Pendulum by Umberto Eco? <laughs> oh, wow. You okay. know what another one I could see him pretending to read is? What's that? The Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Ooh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I also think uh, Sun Tzu's The Art of War. No, but he would actually read that. That's the problem. He won't pretend he, to read. He doesn't read books, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, and then one other question I want to ask you about LeBron. Uh-huh. What's the first lie he's going to make up this year? Oh, going to um, be. <laughs> so I think what it will be is. Um, okay, let me think. It's going to be it, so his lie is going to be about someone who goes to a new team. It's oh oh okay yeah yeah it's going to be um, 
Fred Van Vliet's going to come out of the gate hot mm-hmm. for the Rockets, and LeBron is going to pretend like Fred Van Vliet was going to come to the Lakers at, until the last minute. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's a Danny Ainge style lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you my what lie I think he's going to tell. What's uh, I think he's going to say that uh, one time he got uh, he was opening up his mail and he spilled anthrax on Bronny Jr. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that's the danger of being a public figure. That's why he had to go to Saudi Arabia, Joey. <laughs> He had to meet with MBS and make everything clear. <laughs> um, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, over under for the Lakers. God, I hate doing this. Um, over under for the Lakers is 48 and a half. What do you think? Over. I'm taking like a hard over. I think they might like win the West. <laughs> I think like, I mean, it sort of depends. Like they might. The only thing holding me back on saying like a is wild Anthony over, Davis and LeBron's health. <laughs> and also, I just don't think that LeBron cares about home court advantage. Sure. Like he he was just his whole thing last year was winning game two. I never serious. <laughs> I agree, but I think I have a weird feeling we are due for like it. Anthony Davis has been so quiet lately, like just no news, nothing. I think we're weirdly due for like a surprise career year from Anthony Davis. I wouldn't be shocked. I just, I just where he can't plays like that... seventy nine games. <laughs> there, I think there's no chance of that. But they just they're just not going to play him very much. Yeah, I mean, he already signed. He's like signed for five years now, and uh, it's very funny that he. It, that Anthony Davis almost doesn't bet on Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm betting on him this year weirdly. Um, <laughs> all right, that's our episode. I have to go to work. Um, yeah. Sean, uh, anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, you know, come see me uh, at It's Your Move Game. Oh, I love that show. That's such a good yeah. show. It's uh, it's your move games. The show's called Critical Hit. It is on November eighteenth. I'll be headlining that show, and then the weekend before, I'll be at Cubs Comedy Club with Ryan Hamilton. Great. Uh, and then as for me, I was on um, the Frotcast this week. Listen to that. Um, and uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where. On September 25th, uh, September 15th, 2023, I tweeted, made it to Amarillo, Texas from Bristol, and I'm having Texas Roadhouse because I'm in Texas and it's where I eat three days a week, even when I'm not in Texas. <laughs> uh, Sean, kind of there. <laughs> Sean, did you write a song? No, but I would like to play uh, the old Kevin Durant song, Summer of 19. To, to as a tribute to Brian Adams. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Warriors, I dare you. Get smaller and slower. I want to <laughs> see it. <laughs> I got my first championship rings. Joining with the super team. Played till my Achilles tore. It was the summer of 2019. Me and some Splash Brothers 
Went to the finals and we won too. Clay got hurt, Steph was still married, and now I play with Uncle Drew. Oh, and I look back now, that summer had so much upheaval. Kawhi and Paul George to the clips, and then the brow signed on with evil. I want a teammate with no wife. I spend my time complaining to teenagers on Instagram. Then Sean Mark said he'd sign DeAndre. And that's when I called Shams, yeah. Standing on Rich Kleiman's porch. I'm sad cause Draymond hurt my feelings. And if we get Wilson Chandler, that team is gonna have no ceiling. Kyrie and I will be best friends for life Oh yeah Back in the summer of 2019 Oh yeah Man, we were picking stocks Becoming Freemasons We knew the earth was flat I thought the boardroom would last forever Forever You know, I once met Brian Adams at a 4th of July party at David Geffen's house. He called me a cupcake and I burst into tears right in front of Apple CEO Tim Cook. And now I'm busy rehabbing, hitting up the clubs with Rodeons. Sometimes when I think of that July 1st, remember Chris Broussard is always wrong. Standing on a Brooklyn stoop They told me that I'd have my own food truck And when I tried to join the Knicks Kyrie said Dolan was a dumb fuck He'd rather stab himself with a knife Oh yeah Back in the summer of 2019 Oh yeah it was the summer of 2019 Oh yeah Me and the Alibaba guy in a 69 Oh yeah Oral sex with the Nets owner in a 69 Oh yeah Kevin Durant in a 69 Oh yeah Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.